It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get get it it on. Here's your hosts, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back. It is time to talk Raiders football. It is time for Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. We're here talking nothing but Raiders football. Of course, a great week to talk Raiders football. The Raiders winners on Sunday in overtime for the second week in a row. They down the Seattle Seahawks 40 to 34, thanks to a nice 86 yard run. By Josh Jacobs. You know Josh Jacobs, the guy they didn't give the fifth-year option to. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. But more exciting than any of that, I'm sorry, at least for me, ladies and gentlemen, is the return of my co-host, and that, of course, is Mo Moten. We haven't talked to him on the show since November 3rd. Yes, it's been that long, but Mo is healthy. He's recovering Still got a little bit with his voice, so we're going to go easy on him. We're going to make sure he doesn't yell about Derek Carr or any of that stuff as we move our cheesecake. So don't insult him. Don't do anything like that. So he starts to scream. Uh, but we have him back here. Mo, first of all, man, glad you're feeling better. You got everything worked out. Uh, everyone missed you, including me. Welcome back. I hope you're doing well. I'm sure the Derek Carr supporters out there uh, <laughs> and the Derek Carr haters out there didn't miss me because they, you know. They had they they have they've had their battles with me, but um, it's good to be back. I, I'll say this: that a lot of people were saying, "Well, did the Jacksonville Jaguars loss make you sick?" Because that was, I believe, the first <laughs> show that I missed. Uh, I haven't I haven't talked to you guys since after the Saints twenty four zero loss. So I, I will yeah. say that even though that game made me sick to my stomach, I had to take care of some issues. Uh, I took care of those issues. I'm I'm on the right pathway right now. So it's it's first of all, it's just good to be back and good to talk to Raider fans again. Absolutely. And, and yes, no, we did not. The Raiders did not make him sick or, or <laughs> if you're into conspiracies, maybe Mo was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till they get on a win streak and then I'm going to come back. And so the Raiders win two games, dramatic fashion, overtime wins two weeks in a row and now sit at four and seven. And I even saw a graphic, but I don't want to get people's hopes up. Okay. I know you're oh. still sticking to your 10 and seven, but uh, <laughs> I saw a graphic, you know, they were uh, NFL network this morning. They were talking about teams playoff race. Right. And so they show the division winners and they say in the hunt and right at the bottom was that shield oh, no. at four go. and seven. And you're Don't thinking, you're thinking what? So now I know, you know, we had Murph on the post game and Murph always thinks they're going to the Super Bowl, even when they're 0 and 14. Uh, somehow that's going to work out. But nonetheless, no, that's why we have Murph on. That's right. Um, but, Mo, so much has transpired since we last saw you, and we'll we'll pepper that in. But we want to get right to the game uh, uh, from Sunday with the Seahawks. And the Raiders, they start this game as terrible as you can possibly start. The Derek Carr interception uh, out of sync. But they quickly turn the page from that 
And it seems as though this team, as I called a few weeks ago, I said, listen, this team just needs some positive momentum. They need to win some games. They need to show that all that work they're putting in in practice, all that experience they've gotten in those close losses in games this year has to start to have a positive benefit. We saw it in Denver against a really horrible offensive Denver team, but so what? It was still a win. Then they come out against the Seahawks, do the same thing. And not only that, but it seems like the players, coaches seem to be more cohesive. Being away a little bit as you have, you've, you've continued to stay in touch with the NFL, obviously, with your work over at Bleacher Report and Sports Not. But talk about that. Talk about the evolution of this team over the last four or five weeks and what we're seeing now versus what we saw then. This might be TMI, but I was in the shower this morning <laughs> and I came up. <laughs> I came with up with, with your avocado body soap, right? Yes, to, to heal my body. And I came up with a theory. Uh -oh. If you think about it, right? Raiders started to pick up momentum when they switched to I wouldn't say a heavy run game, but when they started to incorporate Josh Jacobs in the run game a lot more, I believe that I don't want to say injuries are good, but in the sense having Waller and Renfro on the sideline, mm. I think it forced Josh McDaniels to rely on his star running back. And I think it's paying off. Now, I, I'm sticking to this. I feel like the Raiders went into the season thinking, okay, we got Adams, we got Waller, we got Renfro, we're going to go run heavy on the pass. And it didn't work out the way they thought it would. I believe Albert Breer was on with Rich on the Rich Eisen show, and he said this. He said that the Raiders were kind of relying on their on their offense to mask their deficiencies on defense, basically outscore teams and allow Max Crosby and Trevor Jones to pin their ears back and rush the passer. Hmm. When that didn't happen, they were forced to adjust. Along with those injuries, now you definitely had to adjust the way you approach teams, the way you approach games. And I think giving the ball to Josh Jacobs has really helped. Of course, he's he's running wild. Did his best Bo Jackson impersonation against the Dallas <laughs> Seahawks almost a year to the day. Almost a year to the yes. day. I would have lost my I would have lost my top if he had ran out of the tunnel because that would have been <laughs> perfect. But he didn't do that. Uh, maybe he's too young to remember, or maybe he just didn't think about it at the moment. He's just happy he got that touchdown, that game winning touchdown. But yes, I I really believe that the Raiders' evolution of the offense has to fact you had to factor in the injuries. Yep. I think that forced Josh McDaniels again to rely on the run a lot more. It's a really great point because uh, sometimes the the greatest things are born out of necessity, right? So, so Josh uh, McDaniels, to to go to your point, wants to pass the ball over, and that's where the weapons are. But when those are taken away from you, you say, "Okay, uh, I got this arrow in the quiver, and I don't have anything else. What else do I do?" And so he goes to Josh Jacobs and Josh Jacobs. We'll get into that conversation in just a few minutes. But but when you look at this, I mean, you still see a couple things. And I, and, and I got a little bit of heat, Mo, on Sunday night when I talked to the fans live after the game about uh, some of the criticisms I still mm -hmm. had for Josh McDaniels, especially on some of the short yardage calls that he's been making. They don't seem to make a lot of sense, especially when you're pounding the ball like you were. Um, but at the same time, I give the guy credit. I give him credit. Is it all the way there? No, I still think there's some, some, um, some, I think connections that need to be made and some, some idea of what the identity fully of this team is. Cause I still don't think they have it a hundred percent. But you got to give McDaniels credit. I know a lot of people are still hashtag fire McDaniels, but the guy has made progress. Again, I consider him a first-time head coach. I don't even consider the Denver thing. I mean, other than the negative lessons that he took and, and turned those to a positive, hopefully. But everything else, you can't sit there and say that the Raiders improved play uh, isn't because of the coaching adjustments either, because I see it on the field. I'm sure you do. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. And I just mentioned the the switch over to the run game uh, has really helped this team pick up some momentum and win games. But I just want to go back to the fire Josh McDaniels crowd. And <laughs> look, I read the quote from Mark Davis saying that Josh McDaniels is doing a fantastic job. It's obviously it's obvious that he isn't right. We already know that. But Mark Davis isn't going to throw the same guy that he just hired not even a year ago under the bus. He's going to support the people that he hired. So I expect that bad message, but I expect him to support his guys. Right. The other thing is. Watching, and we're going to get into this, watching Dave Ziegler on with Mike Silver on the volume when he had that interview, there's something that stuck out to me. And he said, basically, continuity. How were the Patriots successful? Now, I know it's not the Patriot way in Vegas, but how the Patriots, part of how they were successful was they had continuity. You know, you don't you don't build something by tearing it down every year. So even though Josh <laughs> McDaniels has, has done a poor job to start out and they're starting to pick up momentum now, you don't fire him after one year, and then you have to start over, and then guess what? We're going to have the same conversations we're having now next year. How is this team gelling? Oh, Derek Carr still on a new system. These players have to learn a new system. They have to tear down what the last regime did. Do you want to go through an endless cycle of turnover? And I don't think that's the answer. You let Josh McDaniels ride it out for at least, give him at least two years. And the other point is really quick is that you, you don't want to fire a guy after one year because the next head coach coming in is going to say, well, if I don't do well within the first 10 games, you're going to fire me after one year or within a year? You have to you have to be patient at times. I know that's a that's an ugly word for Raiders fans because they've been patient for so long. But you're starting to see the fruits of labor. You're starting to see things turn around a bit. I know it's 4-7. and seven. We're not throwing a, a Super Bowl party here on Silver and Black today. But there is some progress there. Yeah, I agree with you, Mo. And, and it's interesting because... The same folks who are on board for wanting to tear everything down yet again are the same ones that say, I'm so sick of this happening. But that's sort of like saying, you know what? Uh, I keep leaving my bread out on the on the windowsill and it, <laughs> and the squirrels keep grabbing it. So I'm just going to put another loaf of bread out there and hope that they don't do it. It doesn't work out that way. And I agree. Listen, I'm not defending in any way uh, coaching mistakes. They happen, right? But again... You're committed. You can't commit to one year. And yes, there are coaches. You'll see Nathaniel Hackett in Denver fired. If he isn't already fired by the time you listen to this podcast, he will be. It's been a disaster there. But that's not what you're seeing in Vegas. You're not seeing uh, a, a once proud all pro quarterback underperforming and looking like he's a, a terrible rookie. You're not seeing an offense that's probably the worst in the history of the modern NFL. You're not seeing a locker room somewhat divided and, and separated, even though some people thought that that was the case with the Raiders. It has not been the case. And you've said that all along, though, which is, hey, if the guy loses a locker room and you start to see some really concerning things, then yeah, he could be one and done. But if not, you got to give the guy another chance. We're starting to see this in college too, right? These guys go in, they're not even given two years. When you got to recruit <laughs> uh, high school seniors to play that might not even play in your program for two years, we're starting it to see people are so impatient and the pressure that's put upon these coaches uh, is great. But I think the Raiders, they need that continuity. And by the way, Mo mentioned the Mike Silver interview. 
with Dave Ziegler. We're going to talk about that in the third segment more in depth. So stick around for that one. Mo, you look at this game, too, and something that you and I have talked uh, specifically a lot about since July, since we switched over to the Odyssey Network here, has been the offensive line. The offensive line, the last two games, while not perfect, I'm not saying any of those guys are going to be all pro or even pro bowl, They've played better. Not only are they creating the holes for Josh Jacobs to run through, let's not forget that. They've been better in run blocking for several weeks, but the pass blocking the last few weeks, too, has really picked up. When you look at this, I know you've watched the film a little bit. What are you seeing? What has improved there along that offensive line that explains the improvement, improved performance up front for the Raiders? I think guys just know what what the coach's staff expects of them. I think it's just natural progression. I don't I don't see a, a major shift in scheme or schematic uh, design or anything like that. I think it's just a matter of guys getting comfortable in their role. Now, we, we've talked about shuffling of the offensive line. Andre James missed some games with concussion. Uh, uh, Dylan Parham has moved from left to right guard. You had uh, Thayer Mumford and Jermaine Luminar splitting snaps at right tackle. Now, after... Illuminar had moved to left tackle to replace Colton Middle, who missed the game because of the shoulder and, I believe, an abdomen injury last week. Um, now you're, you're seeing Jermaine Illuminar take over all the snaps on the right tackle mm -hmm. position. So I think continuity and just being in a set position helps those players. No matter how, if you're a veteran, rookie, second, third-year player, when you have a set job, when you know what your job is and you can do your job, snap in and snap out, I think it really helps. So I think it's reflecting and the run game, a lot of people want to give Josh Jacobs a lot of the praise, and deservedly so. But you also have, as you said, you have to give credit to that offensive line, which is pretty much gelling at this point. Yeah, the, that's absolutely true. Jakob Johnson, too, has just been a beast, by the yeah. way. I mean, uh, Sunday in Seattle was his best game by far. He's been doing it well. I mean, you just don't get a lot of uh, pub for being the guy who's just tearing people down for Josh Jacobs <laughs> there. But, but he's done a great job. It's great to see somebody. We kind of expected that more of him early on but as the Raiders to your point have committed more to the run he's really been huge in that and and at times really becomes an offensive lineman his blocking by the way uh also it, when he is in there and he has to do pass blocking which is very rare but he does he's done a good job of that too as is Josh Jacobs and we'll talk about that we're going go ahead go ahead Mo. I, I also want to I just want to give a quick Shout out to Alex Barnes. I know I give him a lot of crap on the show. <laughs> he had a key block on that big run. So he he, pu he pulled out, you know, opened the lane for, for Josh Jacobs. So shout out to him for making that play happen. If you watch the playback, you'll see he made a very good block uh, to spring Josh Jacobs. So shout out to him. And he has performed the last three weeks in particular has performed much better. And of course, that that's what you like to see again. Not going to be a pro bowler long term. I think he's a backup, but that's OK. Yes. It doesn't matter. You need depth up front mm -hmm. there. So totally fine. You want to see these guys develop. And that's what I've been saying. Mo, while you're gone, you would have been proud of me. I've been preaching positivity. I've been saying, <laughs> look, I know it's a disappointing season. I get it. It's not going to end in a playoff berth. I still believe that, but that's the way it is. So if not, look for things you want to see for the future. What do you want to see? I want to see these offensive linemen develop so that they can be good rotational players that can come in when they need to. I want to see all the young players get some reps and do well. And so I think Raider Nation is starting to see a little bit of that uh, happening now. Okay, we're going to step aside for our first break here on Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. We come back, we're going to continue to talk a little bit the, about the offense. While Mo was taking care of himself, he was also very vocal about Derek Carr, his future with the Raiders. We also will talk about Josh Jacobs, because I know we've gotten a lot of fan mail 
an email for our mailbox show about that, but also comments on Twitter. So we're going to talk about Josh Jacobs, his his future perhaps with the Raiders and where that lies with Mo. You're listening to Mo and Scott. This is Silver and Black. Today we'll be back right after this.